Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, it's Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in once again on this new format of the podcast. Last week, we had a lot of people uh, watching the new version on YouTube, and of course, people still listening to it in their favorite podcasting app. So thank you so much for sticking around and for following along in this new format. Okay, so this week was a little bit different, uh, not only because the news was mostly about Black Friday, but also because, well, it was a holiday. So we had the Thanksgiving holiday uh, right now at the time of recording this. It was a couple of days ago, uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of Thanksgiving stuff, or rather we're going to be giving a lot of thanks a little bit later in the episode. By the way, quick aside, uh, any of you who are fans of the podcast know that I like to use these kinds of mics, even though the discussional podcasts are going to be uh, more of special events, not necessarily happening all the time, these boy band mics still going to be around. But you know what? My Google Stadia finally came in and I want to talk a little bit about it some more because last week we had a great conversation with David Amell and he gave a lot of good insight into Stadia because he's had it for quite a while. Uh, But now that I have had mine, I just wanted to give some of my thoughts and just some musings that I've been having over the last few days while I've been enjoying it. And yes, I do enjoy it. All right, so Google Stadia, you might have seen a tweet uh, coming from my account saying that I probably would have been more excited about it if I was experiencing it for the first time uh, at the same time as everybody else. After all, a lot of people were excited about the concept and then the reviews started to come out and they were a little bit less than stellar. People like David were saying that it is actually a fun thing to have uh, as long as you have either no data caps or you have really good internet. I'm here to actually confirm all of that. So I actually have uh, the Chromecast Ultra that comes with the Premiere bundle that I bought uh, set up right now. And over on the corner, it just says that you can connect your Stadia controller. And when you do these particular inputs, uh, in my case, it's X left Y up, then oops, actually, you have to turn on the controller first uh, and you feel a very uh, obvious vibration coming from it. So that means it's on X left Y up and you feel a vibration each time. Uh, And once you have that, It connects via Wi-Fi to the Chromecast, and then Stadia is ready to go. Now, this experience that you're seeing right here is, or rather for the audio uh, listeners out there, this experience of having the Chromecast Ultra and the Stadia controller, this is the console experience. Like it's the most, it's the most analogous to a console experience from Google Stadia's ecosystem. After all, you have something connected to a TV, and you're only able to use specific controllers with the Chromecast Ultra. So the Stadia controller is to Chromecast Ultra the way that a PS4 DualShock controller is to the PS4. So that makes sense to me and that's fine. And uh, I did also tweet out that my first experience with Stadia was not that great because I started to see input lag on games that really shouldn't have any, like a shooter. For example, Destiny 2, which is a game that you can get for free once you get Stadia Pro. But as I read up on other people's experiences, I started to hear more that controllers are definitely the way to go. And it makes sense in a way because the Stadia controller is connecting to the Stadia servers via Wi-Fi. So it has an independent connection. That way it makes sure that latency is as low as possible. Now, there's a game that I've been wanting to play. I actually really like the NBA 2K series. And I was like, you know what? There's a Black Friday sale. Uh, You use your phone to take a look at what games are available. And there was a sale on it for $30. I went ahead and got it. So that's kind of the layer that is interesting about Google Stadia. It requires you to use the smartphone in order to access the games. Uh, And you have to use, in this case, just all of the pixels. And there are no other phones that are available for it unless it's rooted. But that's a whole different story. 
So I started playing NBA 2K20 a lot with the Google Stadia, especially on Go on the Chromecast Ultra. And as it turns out, my internet connection here at the house is actually really good because I've been able to play hours of NBA 2K20. I don't even know how much data I've been using with it, uh, but I've been able to play a bunch of it uh, without any problems. And the Honestly, the quality has been really good. I haven't noticed really anything, uh, any drops in the quality of the game. Uh, and my input lag has been pretty much null. Uh, with the controller, I've been having a good time just casually playing this basketball game. And then I started playing on my Pixel 4 XL. And with the Wi-Fi that I have here in the house, which is apparently working perfectly for Stadia, I had a really good time on there. And I realized there's a couple of things that I feel some of us are forgetting. When it comes to Google's ecosystem, you're basically signing up to be an early adopter, and at its worst, it's also you signing up to be a beta tester. Google Stadia is not perfect, but it's definitely sort of the realization of what could become our future in gaming. Google's trying to do what they did with Search, what they did with Android, and what they did with other services in their camp, and that's democratize it, make it available for more people. And even though I had that face on when I first got Stadia because I was expecting the experience to be subpar the way that everybody else has been saying it is, uh, I had the aha moment when I was basically doing something like this. Take a look at this picture. This is what we all want, right? This is what tech is supposed to be. You're supposed to have a smartphone with a great camera. That's the Pixel. I have it connected to a really fun, nostalgic, forward gaming controller in the 8-bit Do SN30 Pro Plus. It has the phone connected to it via Bluetooth, and I'm using that in order to play NBA 2K20 over my really good Wi-Fi. And then I'm listening to the audio through, you know me, I love these products, the truly wireless earbuds, in this case, the Jobber Elite 75T. This entire setup right here is what being a gadget lover is all about. And honestly, I'm very thankful that this even exists and it's only going to go up from here. And I think a lot of people have been trying to say the same sentiment in a lot of different ways. The fact that in order to really enjoy Stadia, you probably have to have a lot of prior knowledge about tech in general. You have to be a gadget freak and you have to know that your internet is already good. And having Stadia and seeing the subpar performance or the input lag uh, makes it seem like everyone has to reevaluate just how good their setup is. And then after that, well, you have your local games on your PC, which I definitely do. And if I don't have a good internet connection, at least I can play other stuff. I actually really enjoy that that is a thing. It's not perfect, but wow, is this not the realization of everything that we've been hoping tech will bring us over time? You can really enjoy a lot of stuff right now all at once, and Stadia is just another layer to all of that. So that's something that I'm really grateful for, honestly. Like, it was really fun to play NBA 2K20, uh, and I didn't have any problems with Stadia so far. Let's see what that. Let's see what happens with that as I travel with Stadia um, and try it on other Wi-Fi networks. Uh, so I just wanted to give my perspectives on that. And with that, we're going to get into the tech roundup for this week. Obviously, the news that dominates any Thanksgiving week is Black Friday. So there were a ton of Black Friday videos out there. Um, you probably have seen them already. And by the time you watch or listen to this episode, Black Friday is already done. So I'm not even going to go through any of that. In this particular roundup, I want to highlight moments. Yes, the lenses, uh, the company that makes the lenses for smartphones, as they have a new 14 millimeter fisheye that just came out. And if you're looking for some sort of product to get somebody for the holiday season and they're a smartphone enthusiast, Moment Lenses are a pretty good choice. 
Want to give a shout out to Ben Sin uh, over at Ben's Gadget Reviews. He does some great stuff over there. Uh, he just did a video on the Honor Magic Watch 2. And if you haven't been paying attention, Honor just made a smartwatch, uh, a second smartwatch even, and he did an entire setup and gave some thoughts on the watch as a whole. And you're going to be seeing a lot of the tech YouTube community, tech blogging community showing up in Maui for the Qualcomm Tech Summit. And a lot of us are probably going to end up sporting peak design bags. So if you follow any of us, you're going to see a lot of the new version two of the everyday bag sling tote line. Uh, and I did a video on the three liter and six liter slings in particular. So if you are interested in a sort of everyday sling, uh, kind of the man bag situation, if you happen to be into all of that, well, this is a video that you might want to check out. But with all that said, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And then we're going to talk a little bit about, well, what we're thankful for this year in this tech year of 2019. Today's show is sponsored by Caseta Smart Lighting Control from Lutron Pioneers in Smart Home Technology. A lot of people think you need smart bulbs to get smart lighting, but there is a smarter way. Caseta Smart Dimmers and Switches replace the switch in your wall so that all the lights controlled by that switch will act smart. Think about all the places in your home where one switch controls multiple bulbs, ceiling lights, chandeliers, and more. With Caseta, you'll save money by replacing just the switches instead of replacing all of those bulbs. Because smart bulbs are only smart while the switch is on. If someone flips it off, you can say goodbye to that smart control and connectivity. So you actually get the best of both worlds. Smart lighting control from an app or your voice and control right at the switch. We have a lot of lights now in the living room controlled by Caseta smart switches. Uh, in particular, ones that turn on in the middle of the night to make it seem like somebody is home, even if at that time, maybe we are not. Sometimes at night when they turn on and I'm just playing something like on the Google Stadia uh, late into the night, well, the lights turn on, freaks me out a little bit, not gonna lie. You can get smart lighting the smart way with Caseta by Lutron Smart Switches. Learn more about Caseta at lutron.com weekly. That's lutron.com weekly. All right, so I gathered a bunch of clips from a bunch of people, uh, just asking them to talk about what they're really thankful for in this uh, particular year of 2019. A lot of stuff has happened this year. A lot of tech news has happened. Uh, so I asked them what they were thankful for uh, in that context. Hey guys, it's David from The Unlocker. And something in tech that I'm thankful for this year has gotta be companies just going against the status quo. And what I mean by that is phones deciding that they can unfold into a tablet, uh, laptops that have more than one monitor built in, and trucks that just really don't like curves. None of these are normal, tried and true, will definitely sell type of products. And yet somebody at those companies took a look at all of the research and development costs that's probably a crazy amount and went, you know what? Screw it, make it. Regardless of how well these products sell, it's taking that type of risk on trying to be innovative and not just iterative that I think pushes the entire tech industry forward. And for that, I am thankful. David puts a lot of heart into his work and it kind of shows, even in that short clip, he wanted to make it as good quality as possible. So, okay, I'll uh, I'll give him a pass there, but I just wanted to point it out because I thought it was super funny. He and I were trying to go back and forth with this whole thing and it took way longer than it should have for him to get this one clip to me. So thank you, David. Uh, and you get the first slot in our Thanksgiving segment. Sherlyn just gave me an audio clip. So here is a clip of her photo on my Pixel 4 XL. So you can put a face to the voice. There are so many tech developments this year to be thankful for, but if I really had to pick the one I'm the most grateful for, uh, the tech development I'm most grateful for that happened in 2019 was companies like Microsoft and Amazon jumping in on the truly wireless earbud trend, especially with the Microsoft Surface earbuds and Amazon's Echo Buds. 
I think this will cause the other existing truly wireless earbud makers to focus on things like fit, um, but it also brought about advanced features like, well, not really advanced, but features like noise cancelling uh, in these headphones. So even things like Huawei's FreeBuds 3 and Amazon's Echo Buds, which might not have been the most well-received devices, this new attention that the industry is paying to truly wireless earbuds is just going to bring about a lot more improvements overall and give consumers ultimately a lot of better options uh, to choose from in the year ahead. So I think, you know, the older age is true. Competition is just great. And this year we saw competition in the truly wireless earbud space and that's amazing. So yay, and I love my truly wireless earbuds. Thankful for them. Another old friend of the podcast is TK Bay. TK Bay brings us his thoughts on what he is thankful for this season. Hey guys, it's TK Bay here. And in 2019, I have to say there's a lot of tech and a lot of new things that came out in 2019 that we would be thankful for. But for the most part, the one thing that stood out to me the most, I would have to say is the fact that the 48 megapixel sensor from Sony was the most popular sensor that was available on many devices, mid-range devices, yeah, even entry-level devices, which is also surprising. But that's basically to show you that the improvements in camera are starting to push beyond what we've had before. The other thing that really makes it very nice is the fact that we're seeing more manufacturers actually include a triple camera setup on the back, not necessarily just a double. So not just a depth sensor there. We're talking about a standard focal length lens, as well as a telephoto lens and an ultra wide lens. And that just gives us the versatility that we've always wanted and not necessarily having to have an action camera to be able to get that wide angle shot, as well as a telephoto lens to be able to get that close up shot, or even just a high megapixel camera to be able to give us really high quality images out of the main sensor on our phone. So I'm hoping that this set the stage really nicely for 2020 to be able to get some really cool, some really new innovative things in the camera sensors, as well as the optics on the smartphones. And I cannot wait what comes up next year. Uh, thanks for Josh for allowing me to be here in a pocket now in XTA for all of the opportunities that we've had in 2019. Let's not forget about our old friend, David Immel as well. Hey Josh, uh, I know this might be a little cliche to say, but I've got to say I'm so thankful for a good pair of headphones. I travel all the time, as you probably know, and it's just really nice to be able to listen to podcasts and music when I'm alone, because, you know, I'm alone a lot. So having some really good noise-canceling headphones that can just tune out the world, especially on an airplane, is a godsend for me. Thanks. And then there was somebody that we had on the podcast not too long ago, actually when we were all in Coronado for the Media Tech Summit. Uh, and while we were there, unfortunately, we weren't able to make an actual video version of the podcast. We ended up uh, just doing that one in an audio podcast. Ricky Villacrez, who is over at GSM Arena, gives us his thoughts on something to be thankful for this tech year as well. Hey, what's going on, guys? Ricky here with GSM Arena. Um, this tech year, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be a part of this industry that's changing so rapidly with foldable phones and foldable form factors and the opportunity to be able to see this evolution take place is really exciting in my mind. I'm also really thankful for seeing better batteries in smartphones. Smartphones can now easily last over two days sometimes. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to, to attend IFA again this year and see all my friends and got to spend more than two weeks in Bulgaria where I got to spend a lot of time with my colleagues. And I'm um, also thankful for the folks over at MediaTek who invited me to attend the MediaTek Summit and get time, to, you know, time to spend with my buddy Josh as well. Thunder E here, and in 2019, 
There's a lot of tech there to be thankful for. And for me this year, I have to be thankful for foldable phones. Yes, I think uh, it brought the future a little bit closer. I love that idea of foldable phones, especially watching Westworld and seeing it in action there and then seeing devices like the Galaxy Fold, I said, yes, it's finally here. Now, there were some hiccups here and there, but I do like what it represents, especially with devices like the Fold and the Motorola, Motorola Razr that brings in something unique and different. With the Razr, you've got something that's 6.2, 6.3 inches and falls down to something smaller. So it's quite portable, fits into any uh, carry-on device that you have. And it's something that also is a showpiece. And then with the Galaxy Fold, you've got something that looks like a regular phone and opens up to a tablet giving you a much bigger display 7.3 inches uh, much more room to game or even devices like the Huawei Mate X I think the idea of foldables takes mobile uh, devices to a whole different element and a whole different level that we haven't seen it's going to mature in 2020 so I'm very thankful it's finally here and I'm very thankful that that sci-fi ability to have displays that actually fold has come to fruition so anyway, thank you guys for having me on and uh, enjoy. And then finally, host of the Pocket Now Daily. You all love him. You all keep demanding him here on the channel. I made sure to get a clip from Jaime Rivera himself. So here's what Jaime is thankful for just ahead of December, the last portion of this year. What are you thankful for in this tech year? I am thankful for friends. Seth is, yeah. Good 4K video from a smartphone, which is awesome. I'm thankful for foldables, for Motorola daring to do the Razer again. It's been a great year. I don't think I've enjoyed a better year when it comes to mobile technology. And I think we're just getting started. And I'm also thankful for bougie coffee shops that David Kogan picks. <laughs> All right, thank you to everybody that contributed to the Thanksgiving clips. Again, everyone's links are found in the description down below, so make sure you follow everybody because they all have some great stuff to say in this tech community of ours. That was your tech roundup for this episode of the Pagana Weekly Podcast. And with that, especially in this episode, we're going to go ahead and get into some responses to your comments from last week's episode. But before I get to that, uh, I just want to remind everybody, make sure if you're on the YouTube side to get into the comment sections down below, let us know what you're thankful for this 2019 tech year. Uh, it could be anything, honestly. As I was telling everybody who was trying to make these uh, clips for me, it could be a tech trend, a product, something you just experienced uh, this entire year that you're thankful for. It could literally be anything, just make it a little bit uh, related to tech. This is the Pocket Now Weekly after all. Also, if you are using Google Stadia, let us know what your experience has been like. And of course, if you don't really have a whole lot to say about those particular topics, you can always just tell us what is in your pocket now. All right, let's talk about some of your comments from last week. Pontiac Aztec. I'm the ugliest car ever made. The Fiat Multipli... The Multipla? The Fiat Multipla. Good joke, kid. And then finally, the Tesla Cybertruck. Both of you have a seat. You know what's funny though? I don't really think it's that bad looking of a car. It just happens to be incredibly different than what we're used to. Uh, so different doesn't always have to mean bad, but I admit it's way different than I expected. Google Stadia seems to not be ready. Uh, reference back to my section in this episode about Google Stadia as to why I know people think it's not ready yet. It's exciting still. And I think everyone kind of gets too into the weeds about uh, the technicalities behind the system and whatnot to forget that I mean, we're gonna one day be able to do this and do it well. 
Who's John Ledger? I know when the video first went out, we accidentally had Ledger there instead of John Legere. We were trying to remember exactly how to pronounce it, and Jaime and I were kind of going back and forth saying it's pronounced actually Ledger, uh, which I commented on in the comments, uh, but it's spelled Legere, which is why I kept saying Legere. But in reality, his name is John Ledger. Uh, so we were just having some fun with that, but we forgot to change uh, that particular word in the title. I also love the response to that one. Um, he owned T-Mobile. Don Blanco had actually a lot of good things to say about all of the uncarrier things that were happening. 50% veterans discount. Netflix on us. Unlimited data. Monthly bill is less than $100. Equals I can't beat T-Mobile's perks with a stick. Thanks, John. I agree with that, actually. I mean, the bills are supposed to be exactly what you expect them to be. Like, you're told what the price is, and that's what you get. Despite all of the little nefarious fees that were, they were once called, that John Ledger actually said, okay, we're going to stop doing that mostly. Um, but overall, it's nice to know exactly how much you're going to pay every month, uh, and that's what most people need. Do like this more. Yep, we're going to do our best to. And uh, again, let me know what you think about this format in the comments. This is the way that we want to make the Pocket Now Weekly moving forward. It's a show. Uh, and if you're on the audio side of things, you're still going to enjoy some conversational pieces from time to time. But this is the weekly show. Hopefully you don't mind hanging out with me uh, every single week. I'm on Metro PCS and have used an average 130 gigabytes of data for the last four months, and I only pay $120 for four lines. Oh, and it's 130 gigabytes just on my line. I went O because I was like, oh, he has four lines. That makes sense. But no, he actually just said it live right after that. 130 gigabytes just on my... What are you doing on your phone that you use that much data? Do, do you use Metro PCS with Stadia? On that topic, Stadia has been great for me so far, 25 megabits per second in Florida. And again, like I said earlier, I was really fortunate because I have really good internet both in this office and also back home. Uh, so I personally really enjoy Stadia so far, especially after I realized that mouse and keyboard, not the way to go. Cybertruck equals PlayStation 1 graphic. I that's funny like I've been sort of doing some retro gaming and whatnot lately and man PlayStation 1 it's like what's a good example of a game that would fit that description probably like something that's highly polygonal um, and something that's highly polygonal it's not even PlayStation 1 I think of Dreamcast that was Power Stone. Why did Joshua leave Android Authority? Uh, that one, I'm going to go ahead and link you in the corner right now. A card is appearing to uh, the video that I did when I unboxed or rather opened up my 100,000 subscriber uh, silver play button. And I kind of explained a little bit about that in that video. So why don't you go ahead and check that out. On that note of what is going to be the future, have to be careful with Stadia. Google shut things down as fast as they launch it. If it survives three years, then they can take my money. I see where you're coming from with that, but as we all know, Google uh, is one of those companies where when you buy their products, you're basically opting into being a beta tester. So, so far, all of us are beta testers. <laughs> Stadia, destined for Google's graveyard. Ouch. Tesla truck, ugly AF, makes the Pontiac Aztec look good. I have to look up this Pontiac Aztec. I mean, I'll pull it up in the video right now, but I, have a, I actually can't remember what it looks like as I'm reading these comments. In any case, that's going to go ahead and do it for the comment section of this episode. Thank you so much for your comments on last week's episode. And make sure you get into the comment sections down below for this one so we can talk about what you talked about in the comments next week. 
And also, since that usually is going to be the last segment of these shows, I'm going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for watching and or listening to the podcast, no matter what podcast streaming application you use. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everybody that helped with the Thanksgiving segment. I can't list everybody off off the top of my head, so make sure you get into the show notes or the description down below on YouTube so you can see all of the links and follow all of the tech personalities uh, that are probably very familiar to you. You can find all of their links down in the description. And of course, you can follow me wherever I am here on the show, here on Pocket Now, but also over on my channel, youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. You can find me on social media with the handle at JVTechT. After all, you know me, I'm JV. I love tech and I love to drink me some tea. After that, follow Pocket Now across all different platforms at Pocket Now on social media. And of course, this channel right here that you can subscribe to if you haven't already. Hit the bell over on the side so you can keep up with everything that Pocket Now is up to. Not only the weekly, but of course, Jaime is holding you down with the daily and even more content between both the daily and the weekly that you can look forward to every week. And with that, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you once again, and we will see you in our next episode.